0: Well, that was a very, very good game. Uh, Glad the Browns managed to win, but I will chat about it in more detail in just one second. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Browns Breakdowns, proud partners. Of fanatical L's network fans first sports network, um. So, yeah, that was a pretty decent game. Uh, Browns ended up winning, which is always, always a good, um, always a good outcome. If of course, if we lost, it would have been a bad outcome. But a very good outcome indeed. So. Uh, we'll, we'll just get into the score just quickly. So the score was 31-27. Uh, Browns did end up up winning the game. I already said that like four times, but whatever. Browns won 31-27. So really, it was a, it was a sloppy game though. One big stat is seven total turnovers between us, between the two teams. Jaguars had four, uh, we had three, um, uh, if you listened to the makeup episode on Monday, uh, there I was talking about the uh, promoting um, trying to keep your the ball secure, stuff like that. And so that was something that I was talking about. but that is a very a very big topic in this game was the seven turnovers because that's that's a lot of turnovers. Seven turnovers is not a little turnovers. That is a very large amount of turnovers. So it was a, it was an interesting game. Definitely not the best of games, but it was fun to watch. Uh, We were, I don't think we ever were losing that game. I don't believe we were ever at any point losing it. Um, Maybe we were a little, but we never, but it was a really good game. Uh, Other than those turnovers, everything went pretty well. Uh, I wish we didn't throw the ball as much, but I'll talk about that in a moment. But those that those seven turnovers is really what made the game kind of boring—not boring, but sloppy. It was just the fact that we only had seven. That was that that both teams had seven turnovers. All right. Well, let's get into statistics. Let's get into the player stats for the Jaguars. Um, Trevor Lawrence was twenty-eight for fifty. That was another big topic. Was the ninety-five total uh, passing attempts. Between us and the Jaguars that was a very um, big topic of the game Um, but but so 28 for 50 for Trevor Lawrence 257 yards three touchdowns three interceptions uh, rushing the ball they were really bad on the ground 14 carries 35 yards and a touchdown for Travis Etienne I I don't think I mentioned that but Trevor Lawrence three touchdowns three interceptions I just wanted to make sure but um, Dearness Johnson was three carries, 12 yards. Trevor Lawrence, three carries, 11 yards. And then Evan Ingram had a really good game, 11 receptions, 95 yards for two touchdowns. He was the leading uh, receiver by far. Calvin Ridley contributed a little, uh, four receptions, 53 yards. Travis Etienne contributed a little more through the air as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he was 4 for 37 Zay Jones was five for 29. Parker Walker was uh, two for 27, and he had that final uh, touchdown. And Dearness Johnson was two for 16. Um, so receiving wise, I mean they weren't bad, but they didn't have a whole lot of a whole lot to work off, of, especially with those three interceptions. Uh, Darius Williams had the one lone interception from us, and Antonio Johnson had the one sack that they caused, um, and then. Looking at the Browns statistics now. Uh, Joe Flacco, 26 for 45 for 311 yards. Three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, the last time the Browns had a 300-yard um, game was... Um, I think it was last year against the Buffalo Bills was the last time the Browns had a 300-yard game. So, not... Um, oh, sorry. <clears throat> I got something stuck in my throat. Um, so now it's been a while since we've had a 300-yard game, but that was a pretty. Uh, it was he was he was good. He was a really good, um, really good there. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson had a had no throws, but he had a run. He was one carry for five yards, and then Kareem Hunt was 10 carries, 27 yards, and one touchdown. That was a really good touchdown by him, by the way. Uh, and Jerome Ford, he was um, 12 for 51. Uh, he had no touchdowns. Uh, 22 total runs between our two dedicated running backs. Wish there was more runs, but whatever. We'll, we can talk about that maybe later. Uh, receiving the ball, David Njoku, he was he was our, uh, apparently it was battle of the tight ends because Evan Ingram uh, had a lot. I don't think Evan Ingram is a tight end. He might be, um, but David Njoku was really good. Six receptions, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Uh Mari Cooper was also really good. He was seven receptions for 77 yards. Elijah Moore contributed uh, with three receptions for 42 yards. Um, David Bell also contributed with a really good catch of one yard. One yard. One reception for 41 yards and that last touchdown. Uh, Jerome Ford contributed a little too. Five catches 31 yards. And Cedric Tillman a little through the air as well. Two receptions 23 yards. Uh, Defensively, um, the first interception was Greg Newsome. Grant Delpit had a sack. Uh, Martin Emerson also had two interceptions. He was insane that game. I mean, that was a really good game for Martin Emerson. And then Ogbanya Aronkowal or Oko Aronkowal had a sack. Uh, Zedary Smith also had a sack. And Miles Garrett was really nowhere to be found. He only had a single tackle, too. I know tackles don't really mean a whole lot anymore, but... He only had one tackle, uh, so not the best games from our guy Miles Garrett. But then, if you look at, I know this is really weird, kicking. Kicking was actually pretty decent. Dustin Hopkins had a very good game. He was um, one for one from fifty-five yards, uh, and then he also had all the extra points. But what a really, but a good hard kick from uh, Dustin Hopkins, and he had like five yards over uh, where he was supposed to be. So. Very good kick from him. And then team stats, uh, Browns were better in everything. They had uh, 389 yards to the Jaguars, only 293. They had 307 passing yards to the Jaguars, 235. Uh, They had 82 rushing yards to the Jaguars, 58. And they had 5.3 yards per play to the uh, Jaguars, 4 yards per play. And then if you look at... um, Another thing is the Browns were seven, were four for 18 on third down. Uh, Jaguars were seven for 17. But here's the big thing. Three for three on fourth down, which is very, uh, very rare to see. Uh, three for three. Very rare to see it perfect. And then both teams had uh, the exact same amount of plays at 74, which is actually kind of cool. Uh, the Jaguars had four sacks allowed. We had one. Uh, they had seven penalties for 40 yards. We had eight penalties for 75 yards and then we lost two fumbles they only lost one but remember they threw three interceptions we only threw one so like i mentioned at the beginning a seven total turnovers technically the browns won the turnover battle but not in the best of fashions um so that's the game uh, statistics everything that happened in the game uh miles garrett like i said didn't do much uh, denzel ward did not play for the um he did not play the game um he did not oh man he did not play uh the game at all what am i saying i forgot what i was even talking about whatever uh he did not play very well but then also looking at the um like people like uh denzel ward he was out which does kind of suck uh grant delpit might be hurt um, which is really annoying because uh, he's he's been pretty good decent he's hasn't been great but he's been pretty decent um, and just a lot of injuries uh, if you look at Dewan Jones you guys should know about we're shifting off the stats by the way uh, Dewan Jones he uh, got injured he went uh, on the IR he's going to get season ending surgery so he is going to be out for the season which does suck because he was doing really good at the um at the uh at the point in which he got hurt, he was doing really good, so it does suck to see him getting injured. but then looking at someone like uh like people like Denzel Ward who haven't been out who have been out for a while uh Grant delpit by the way, he got a really big extension uh three years thirty six million so twelve million a year I believe oh voice crack <clears throat> excuse me, and then uh, looking at the injury, he uh, he, occurred, he incurred uh, a serious-looking groin injury, uh, which does uh, suck because he j- just did get that massive contract. But another thing that sucks is he's been a very uh, important piece of this defense. He's shown that he has been much better since 2020. Uh, he had, well, he didn't even play in 2020 because he hurt himself. But he's shown that he can be a much better Uh, Player and clearly the Browns thought that because they gave him 36 million dollars, which so it's just a very unfortunate, unfortunate event seeing him go down with an injury because of how good he has been uh, over the past few weeks. How um, he's just been an important piece to the secondary and especially uh, with Denzel Ward gone uh, when he was gone for a little while, it definitely made it even tougher for. Uh, Grant Delpit because he didn't have he was like the number two or whatever. So it's very unfortunate seeing him out. Uh, he probably will play in the playoffs if we make it. I do think uh, he's not going to be uh, out for the whole season, um, but he will probably uh, go. It says right here on Cleveland.com, it says Coach Stevens, Kevin Stefanski said the Browns are, quote, still working through that injury and getting some more clarity on that one uh the Browns hope that he will make it for the pivotal home stretch but he's a candidate for injured reserve meaning he may have to miss the final four games uh Juan Thornhill also was out uh which does um which does suck too and then Denzel Ward was out also so it really is a scary thing seeing all these um all these people out right now uh in this secondary that has not been the greatest of uh, all time for a while now. So hopefully Denzel Ward Denzel Ward will probably uh, I would think Denzel Ward will come back next week against the Bears. Uh maybe he'll that uh, maybe he'll stay out one more week. Uh Grant Delpit most likely will not play. Uh Juan Thornhill will probably be game time decision and then also speaking about um injuries DTR is fine. We all know that now, Um, but the thing about DTR is uh, I believe Kevin Stefanski announced after the game that Joe Flacco was the starter for the rest of the year, but I'll talk about that in just one second because we have some advertisements. Uh, Yeah, so some ads, so we'll be right back, so sit tight, relax as we play some advertisements. All right, everyone, welcome back. Two Browns breakdowns today. Uh, we are we are not today we are, but we've, overall we are partners. Fanatic Elves fans first. Uh, you know the you know the drill. Um, we were just talking uh, about um, Joe Flacco and his situation with being named the starter. That's not really a situation. I made mean, it sound like it was bad, uh, but he has now been named the starter for the rest of the season. So if we look up um, Joe Flacco. Starter, I guess. Uh, let's just let's just find it, Joe. That's that's not a nice spell. It. But Joe Flacco has been named the starter for the rest of the season, which is important. Uh, it is important to see that uh, he is now um, he is now back on the he's on the roster. Uh, he is going to be the starter, which is important because. Um, it means we have clarity on who's going to be the starter because for the past like six weeks, ever since Deshaun Watson got hurt, it was either PJ Walker, DTR, or that was it. It was between the two. And then Joe Flacco got signed and, um, he ended up being the starter, but then DTR came back in when DTR got hurt. Uh, Joe Flacco came in and there was consideration of putting DTR back in. Uh, but DTR ended up not doing, uh, coming back in and Joe Flacco ended up being the starter so it gives much more clarity so also PJ Walker got waived by the way so he's no longer on the on the team but it gives more clarity on who is going to be the starter for the rest of the season which sadly has been something we have had no idea about for a while Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he continues to perform he's been playing very good very good football uh, 38 years old he is definitely not the uh, youngest of quarterbacks Uh, right now Um, so it will be very interesting to see how Joe Flacco continues to do Uh, but we'll see how um, Joe Flacco performs in the next few games Uh, he's have he's been having some very good games I think Kevin Stefanski is going to start really uh, if he hasn't already opening the playbook for uh, Joe Flacco to really perform the best he can um but it'll be interesting to see how joe flacco continues to play uh without um without his whole uh because he is supposed to be the starter uh it keeps saying that he's going he's reverting back to the practice squad uh oh that's interesting uh apparently that he uh he signed with the browns technically could sign with the yeah he was named the starter for the rest of the 2023 season uh and we we'll, I want to uh, this is a brownswire.usa today uh Cleveland head coach announced immediately following the game he, Joe Flacco will start the remainder of the season uh giving us our eighth win which is very very um uh, very awesome eight wins we already have more wins than we did last year and there's still four more games to go so it's going to be pretty awesome Uh, to see how far this team can go, uh, depending on how we continue to play. And then, it is crazy, this is the fourth quarterback this year, Deshaun Watson, DTR, P.J. Walker, Joe Flacco. Four quarterbacks in the past, uh, like, four months, so that's insane. But Stefanski has been calling really well, which is something, honestly, let's shift topics a little, something I'm definitely going to have to eat my words a little. I'm not, uh, I was never a big Stefanski fan, um, that was something that I didn't really like. I didn't think Stevansky was the best player, uh, play caller. But I'm, I'm going to say it. He's actually been really good this year. Uh, occasionally, he does dumb things like triple reverses or weird run plays. But he that's just it's Kevin that kind of comes with the territory. Um, but Kevin Stavansky, yeah, he's been really good. Uh, it's very nice to see that he has... Uh, figured himself out. He's figured out what he's trying to do and it's made the offense, this lackluster offense that has not been very good uh, made him much better and it's very nice to see him finally uh, being a good coach because he was not uh, especially last year, he was We people were getting calling it for him to get fired. I was one of them. I did not think Kevin was a very good head coach at the time. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But right now, Kevin Stefanski is looking like a very good NFL coach. And so it'll be interesting to see how he continues to play and especially, uh, how he does with Joe Flacco. Now that he has been named the permanent starter, it'll be interesting to see if, um, Kevin Stefanski treats Joe Flacco's, uh, play calling differently. Now that he knows he's going to be stuck with him. Uh, I say stuck with him. Like it's a bad thing. Now that he knows he's going to be with him for the rest of the year. Um, Technically, uh, Joe Flacco could sign, but he won't. But also, uh, Joe Flacco, um, or I mean Kevin Stefanski, sorry. Kevin Stefanski will probably get... I think Kevin Stefanski is also getting uh, on the last year of his deal, technically. I do believe he is going to get an extension. Uh, I'm going to have to look that up. Kevin Stefanski... Uh, I do think he is probably going to be getting an st- extension because um, I think uh, he's he's played good enough, in my opinion, now uh, to warrant an extension for, for now, uh, Kevin Stefanski. By the way, here's something insane. Kevin Stefanski is only three years older than Joe Flacco. He is 41. Joe Flacco is 38. That's actually insane. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, I believe Tom Brady is older than Kevin Stefanski, which is just insane at how... That just proves how old Tom Brady is. Yeah, he's five years older than uh, Kevin Stefanski. Tom Brady is, which is insane. But uh, honestly, I do believe that Kevin Stefanski is going to be uh, is going to be a coach of the he he might even be a coach of the year candidate. Do I think he's going to win? No, I don't know who's going to win. I don't think it'll be Kevin though. Might be the uh, the Ravens coach. No, it wouldn't be him. Please God, no. Uh, but it, he also said, I don't know when this article was published. Stupid advertising. No. Oh my goodness, bro. I just got like the dumb ad that just sent me to like back to the Google home. But he, um, he said apparently, oh, this is two days ago. Uh, Kevin Stefanski says it's not to worry. Uh, it'll all work out regarding Joe Flacco. So that's good. I honestly don't know what I'd do if Joe Flacco just decided to leave. That would be sad. But also looking at um, looking at uh, these two players, uh, Kareem Hunt and Joe Flacco. They, Kareem Hunt was signed because of the Nick Chubb injury, uh, and then Joe Flacco was signed because of the um, because of the um, all the quarterback injuries. So it will be interesting. So it's it's interesting to see them too because of the whole. Um, it's awesome to see them because they have been signed to this to this team only because of injuries, and so that's just a cool little story. But it'll be it'll be really awesome to see. Uh, also, by the way, apparently, Schefter reported Flacco seems happy uh, in Cleveland, which is good because technically he can uh, leave, but I believe that he will not be leaving. Uh, it'll be really awesome to see where uh, Flacco can take us. Uh, who knows maybe maybe just maybe he gets the offense hot right at the right time like next week the offense just explodes for the rest of the year Uh, the offense becomes like top five the defense takes gets hot um, from the offense just sees them and just wants to be like them and becomes incredible and we win the Super Bowl I don't will am I predicting that will happen absolutely not because I think there are some incredible teams uh, you'd have to get through including the Ravens, um, the uh, Dolphins, the Chiefs even still, the, uh, the 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 Ravens, like I said, I don't know why I said twice. And then on the NFC, you got the Cowboys, Eagles, and 49ers you'd have to beat uh, if you made the Super Bowl. It's just still tough, but it'll be really fun to see how Joe Flacco continues to do and what it, Joe Flacco can continue to do uh, with this team. And then uh, back to the the actual game itself, looking at um, statistics just a little, I think one thing that was very important was the three turnovers. Now, if you listened to Monday's game, or Monday's game, Monday's uh, makeup episode for the one I missed, uh, the look back episode, or the prediction episode, I talked about ball security and that you aren't able to win uh, with three turnovers. And I want to reiterate that it's very, very important that you don't... um, turn over the ball three times but only we got very lucky this game i'm gonna i'm basically just i'm sounding like a broken record just saying the same thing over and over but i'm trying to really drill this in it you only won this game with those three turnovers because the jaguars had four if they had one one turnover you would have probably lost like maybe maybe you wouldn't have who knows you can't really predict that stuff very accurately but three turnovers Especially in a playoff game, like let's say it's the AFC Divisional round against um, the, the Dolphins, right? You turn the ball over three times, you're done. That's it, game over. Especially with the Dolphins, like their offense, like that's it, you're done. Just game over, you lose, you're out of the playoffs, here comes next year, and you're sad. So I feel like Kevin or everyone really just needs to really um, express ball security. Because the two fumbles that we had, the one was from Amari Cooper- I don't remember where the other one was from. I think it was at the end of the game after I kind of turned everything off. Um, But Amari Cooper fumbled that ball because he was shifting the ball between his hands and it ended up with a turnover. And so I feel like Kevin and everyone just needs to understand that ball security is a very important part of football, especially with how um, good offenses have gotten in recent years. So I feel like Turnovers—we really need to figure out this turnover thing. Um, I understand we've only had a few. Like I think we only had two uh, last week. Maybe it was even less. Um, but it's just—it's very, very uh, hurtful um, to your entire. Oh, we had one last last uh, two weeks ago against the Rams. But it's really, really hard to win games if you have three turnovers and fumbles, especially. Um, we've had a lot of fumbles now. This feels like something that's been happening a lot, especially uh, in the Broncos game. Uh, we had multiple fumbles, especially in this game. Uh, we had a lot of fumbles. And so it's just you can't win games with three turnovers. And the only reason we really won this game was because we did end up getting lucky uh, with the whole uh, Jaguars turning it over four times. So I'm just trying to reiterate this. We, it, this isn't something that needs to be expressed to the players. Uh, the defense included who cares express it to everyone call a team meeting and just tell them man we've guys we really need to focus on ball security we need to f- limit these turnovers because eventually these we won't be able to get lucky and have the team get four turnovers back and we'll lose the game and imagine if that happens in the afc championship you know, stuff like that we really got to really pump it into their really drill it into their heads in their minds that we need to think of ball security and keep the uh, limit turnovers. Cause this will lose us games if we are not careful. Uh, and that's all I really have to say. Um, I'm basically out of time. Yeah, I am out of time. Uh, so I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Uh, I'm really glad you all are spending your time with me. I really do appreciate it and I love you all. And I will talk to you guys. Hopefully I will try my best to make an episode Uh, I will try not to forget like last time, but on the 16th, 16th of Saturday. So Saturday, the 16th, love you all. Peace.